Hello, I'm Erica Lacasse, and this is the Messy Messianic Mama Podcast. Today we'll be talking about your life. Are you who you want to be? Stick around for some hope healing and maybe even some laughs. Welcome once again to another Messy Messianic Mama Podcast. The Torah portion for this week is Shalach, which means send. You can find it in Numbers chapter 13, verses 1 to chapter 15, verse 41. So really not that long of one. And then the uh, half Torah portion is Joshua chapter 2, verses 1 through 24. And the Brit Hadashah is Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7 to chapter 4, verse 11. And it's a really good Torah portion. I actually want to read to you what I get in the mail from a woman. Uh, she really breaks it down super easy for everyone to understand. Um, from Homeschooling Torah by Ann Elliott. Um, it says, The portion starts by telling how Adonai asked Moses to send 12 leaders of Israel to spy out the land of Canaan and to give a report. Sadly, they only looked at the size and strength of the Canaanites and gave a report of fear and dread. Their report was so bad that the people reacted by spending the entire night crying. Of course, we all know the story of the dreaded judgment Adonai sent on the people, cursing all those aged 20 and over to die in the desert and never see the promised land. Their children suffered through 40 years of agony because of the complaining and fear of their parents. The rest of the portion deals with the sin of presumption or willful disobedience against God. The hard fact is sin has consequences. Even when God forgives, we must all pay the agony of consequences. I felt like complaining before, haven't you? And I know that my complaining and fearful attitude spread like cancer through my home. I'm not only a grump to be around, soon our house is filled with angry words and tears that last through the night. Our memory verse for the week is, Fear thou not, for I am with thee, be not despaid, for I am thy God. I will strengthen ye, yea, I will help ye. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness, which is Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. She's reading from the King James Version. We're really no different than the Israelites. Even though we often see the hand of Adonai moving in our lives, we quickly grumble and complain. We fear and become dismayed. However, when we remember that Adonai is our God, our Elohim, our Mighty One, then we can look to Him for our strength, help, and deliverance. We learn to obey the words of Philippians 4, 4-6 through 6, by rejoicing and giving thanks. I just thought that was really uh, well written, so thank you, Anne, for sending that to me. Today I want to talk about, this is your life, are you who you want to be? It actually is the title of a song by Switchfoot. It's one of my favorite songs by them. I actually am a really big fan of Switchfoot and their songs. Um, they have some really poignant messages that truly make you think about your life. And I don't really want to... Not This week, I'm not actually going to be talking about the song. This just happens to be what happened to come through my head when I was praying and wondering what in the world I was going to talk about this week. And really what it comes down to on a weekly basis is me praying and saying, Lord, what is it that I need to talk about this week? What have I learned with my walk with you this week? What is it that I've had to deal with this week? And for those of you who actually don't know, I can't remember if I've mentioned this on the show or not. My husband and I are going to be officially uh, have our 20th anniversary this January. And 
for years and years and years, at least 10 plus years, um, our children were not satisfied with the way my husband proposed and also how we got married. My husband and I got married in front of a justice of the peace in a courthouse in his office with my parents as witnesses. I wore a white shirt with a black pants and I think my husband wore a button down shirt and khaki pants. So it wasn't like, you know, fancy to do any of that. We didn't have any of our friends and family except for my parents there. And so my oldest daughter decided, hey, I really, you know, uh, one, I don't consider you actually married because you didn't have a quote unquote wedding, even though legally we of course did. And you guys should have a wedding. And so for those of you who do not know my oldest daughter, she is very... Well, she can be very forceful in her opinions and thoughts. And so I don't know how many years ago I finally said, you know what? That's fine. Like on our 20th anniversary, why don't we go ahead and have a wedding? Well, she took me at my word and I found out this past year that she was actually quite serious about it. So we are officially having um, a wedding that we never had and a slash vow, you know, renewal ceremony with our friends and family and... I'm sure you're wondering, how in the world does this tie in to what you're talking about? But it's interesting because it, while it was something that I thought about when I first got married, like, this is my life, is this who I want to be, I think it's even more poignant now that I'm older and we're 20 years into our marriage. And it's like, okay, is my walk with Adonai where I want it to be? Is my relationship with my husband the way I want it to be? Is my relationship with my children the way I want it to be? And and my extended family and my friends and how I'm living my life and am I doing it to please the Lord? And And all these things kind of seem to be coming into focus even more so now because we're planning this wedding. Another fun fact about me, I don't like shopping. I'm not your typical woman. I'm not a fan of shopping. Uh, I, I don't mind grocery shopping. That I don't mind because it's me buying things that our household needs. Buying things for myself is something that I sh- severely struggle from. I do, do not care for it. I've never liked doing it. Um, I've come to be able to slightly tolerate it, but I'm not a huge fan. So you can imagine having to look for a wedding dress has been overwhelming and stressful for me. And I have been trying really hard to be very careful and intentional about how I choose to be, especially when shopping for a dress. And some of you say, well, why in the world would you buy a dress in the first place? The reality is this, my husband really wants to do for me what he couldn't do for me 20 years ago. And so he's trying to fulfill a dream and something that he would really love doing as well because my husband loves dressing snazzy, which means he gets a whole new suit. Although I'm trying to get him to convince him to wear his dress blues, even though he's retired. I don't know if that's going to happen. However, all this to say is this. I went with my daughters to look at dresses and the first time was actually really great because the woman who was helping me was super helpful, personable. I got to kind of know her on a more personal level, um, which was really nice. 
but my daughters being teenagers, as all teenagers do, they struggle with the reality that the world doesn't revolve around them. And even though it's their idea for us to be doing all of this, you know, just like all of us, we can have maybe a bad attitude or just, it wasn't intentional. There wasn't any malicious intent. However, I was not feeling super loved or wanted or like my opinions mattered more than my daughter's because of course I'm wearing this dress, right? So shouldn't I be the one who has the last say on whether or not I want to wear a certain dress? And I really had to take a hard look at myself and even what we're doing and saying, Erica, is this really, is this your life? And is this who you want to be? And is this really what you want to do? Because there's a lot of money involved, which we don't have. And our really, our dream is to, you know, it's, and I, I almost don't want to say it because it's like in lieu of gifts, because we've been married for 20 years, but we never really received wedding gifts in the first place. Uh, we received a couple um, from a few people, but really not much. And um, it certainly wasn't anything like I know we would have gone if we had actually had a wedding. And so it's kind of like in lieu of gifts, we're trying to go to Israel. And our heart is to go to Israel because not only are we congregational le- leaders, but we, ro- we want to go back. To- we want to go to the Holy Land. We've never been. And so that's where we're planning on going on the honeymoon. We also never had. And trying to live our lives that would be most pleasing to the Lord in a kind, gentle, grace, gracious manner has been more of a struggle, at least for me lately. And for any of you who have any tips, tricks, are dealing, you know, you work in this trade on a regular basis, please feel free to email me with suggestions. But I mean, I don't even know how to write the invitations we're going to write out to people because it's weird. It's like, hey, we're getting married, but we're already married. Like, how does that work exactly? And I think for me, I'm just trying to work out exactly what I do want to do and what I don't want to do. You know, like, I'd really like to, like, actually kind of play games and interact with the people who are coming to see us, especially those that are going to be flying and driving in from across the country for this wedding. I don't want to just, you know, spend 10 minutes with them as thanks for them having done that. I realize what a sacrifice that is. And, you know, my, my children really want to do have time like we do at all receptions where there's dancing and that puts me in a bit of a pickle um if you've listened to my podcast for any time at all you know that my brain is a karaoke machine and i have a really hard time not wanting all the songs in the world that are in my brain that i thoroughly enjoy and love But also, you know, we have teenagers, so we want to have some songs that they would enjoy, but also make sure that it's nothing inappropriate. But I also don't want to, and this is where the pickle comes from, where, you know, I don't know, maybe you can relate, where you almost feel like you're walking on a tightrope, where it's like, all right, Lord, like, I want to live for you, I'm going to glorify you in all that I do. And then wondering, is this acceptable and pleasing to him? 
when I'm maybe picking songs that are not messianic or necessarily Christian based or from a Christian artist. And, um, it gets very complicated very quickly. And it's something that I'm very conflict conflicted about. Maybe shouldn't be, but I am. And I want everyone who comes to have a good time. And I realize, yes, Erica, you need to focus on what makes you happy. But I also believe that we are to think about others when we make these decisions. Um, I was actually reading John chapter two because I was, <laughs> I was trying to figure out if they mentioned dancing when Yeshua performed his first miracle at the wedding he went to. And um, it doesn't say anything about that. Now, if you watch The Chosen, you know that they do depict dancing because there is. There's Messianic dancing, right? There's Davidic dancing. However, I don't really want that for my wedding because the majority of people who are coming aren't Messianic. And I don't want to make them feel left out because that's all we're doing. Does that make sense? Like maybe a couple. Yes, absolutely. But for the most part, not so much. And maybe that's just me being crazy or maybe it's not, but... Um, it's something that I've really been thinking about. And I was also reading Philippians chapter two because it really spoke to me when it's coming to this particular issue that I'm dealing with. It says, therefore, if there's any encouragement in Messiah, if there's any comfort of love, if there's any fellowship of the Ruach, the spirit, if there's any mercy and compassion, then make my joy complete by being of the same mind, having the same love, united in spirit with one purpose. Do nothing out of selfishness or conceit, but with humility, consider others as more important than yourselves. Looking out not only for your own interests, but also for the interests of others. Have this attitude in yourselves, which also is in Messiah Yeshua. Now, I do recognize that I cannot please everybody. And if you know me, I'm not really a people pleaser when it comes down to it. However, when it comes to the people I love, I typically am willing to bend over backwards for them, which basically means anyone who's coming, coming to this wedding. So I know that I'm probably, I might upset some people and I might not upset others. I don't know, but I would definitely appreciate your prayers and consideration and um, even your opinions and, and your thoughts and saying, Hey, have you thought about doing this instead of that? Um, I would honestly really appreciate some feedback. And this is why I am considering it. Cause it's like, okay, Erica, are you who you want to be? Are these really songs that you want to play at your wedding to reflect who you are? Or if, like to reflect who you're okay with being. Because we're supposed to what? We're supposed to be of the world but not in the world. Like we don't conform to what the world says is acceptable and appropriate. We only conform to what the word of God says, right? And I know that Yeshua would want us to have a really great and good time. But... Keep in mind, a lot of people, like even for my congregation, are a lot older. And I don't want to give anyone a heart attack. I'm obviously going to be keeping the music you know, clean 100%. Um, 
but it doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to be a genre that everyone's going to be completely comfortable with. And so I'm just trying to understand maybe what is it that I want from, from this wedding? What is it that I want from life in general? Um, how do I want this to play out? How do I want it to be remembered? How do I want to be remembered when I'm gone? And I want people to remember that I followed Yeshua first and foremost. And maybe you're wondering why in the world I'm even so conflicted. But, you know, not so long ago, my husband and I went to a wedding of these two really young, young people, you know, they're in their 20s. And they wanted a praise and worship portion of their reception, which was really nice. And... You know, that was about the only, like, kind of difference than the normal everyday wedding reception type thing. But then afterwards they had dancing. And, man, the, the songs that they were requesting and things really threw me for a loop. Because these are followers of Yeshua. But some of the songs they were playing, I was like, I can't believe you're okay with singing and dancing to this. So I'm trying to be really careful about what I pick. Because if I had that reaction, who knows what other people will have. Now... I am ultra honed in to music in their lyrics because that's how my brain works. So I know most people are not going to be critiquing the music that I'm playing, but it's also like, I want to make sure and be a hundred percent certain that I'm not going to become a stumbling block to anyone who comes to my reception, that they understand and recognize at the end of the night, we are still followers of Yeshua and we still love God. And that is our, um, hundred percent what we plan on doing for the rest of our lives and that we walk as closely as we possible with, with our maker. And I think maybe that's just my question. I think for all of us, not just for myself, but for everyone listening is, you know, how is your life? You know, you're living your life the best you can, but are you, are you who you want to be? Are you who God's called you to be? Are you walking out in God's calling for your life? Do you know what your calling for, for your life is? Um, another thing I'm struggling with is deciding whether or not I'm going to be going full back full time driving a school bus or not. Because I have all these things that are coming up this year, including the wedding. And if we're going to be going to Israel, I'd like to be there for two, possibly three weeks. And so I need to let my, you know, my bosses know like, hey, this is what's going on. And I don't know what you want to do with that. Like, should I just you know, just be a substitute? Should I continue doing that? Because for me, driving a school bus is a ministry. It's a portion of my calling on my life to love each and every children who gets on my bus, to smile at them and greet them by name, each and every one of them, smile, greet them by name when they come on the bus and tell every and each and every one of them when they leave the bus, have a fantastic afternoon or weekend. To love them because I might be the only love that they see all day. And the same is true for each and every one of you who are moms or parents. We're called to try to show the love of Yeshua to our children first and foremost, our family first. And then you need to, you know, keep your house in order. And then you go out and disciple others, right? That doesn't mean you have to be perfect because we'll never leave our house. But it does mean that we need to look at our lives and ask ourselves, are we who Yeshua wants us to be. Are we doing what we're called to do? 
So as I said earlier, just keep me in your prayers. I know I, I kind of just vented on here. I just I apologize for that. But that's really what was on my heart is, you know, trying to be as open and honest with you about what's going on with me. And also, hopefully, maybe that'll open up some doors for you to feel like you can be open and honest with those that you love about things that are going on with your life that maybe you want to tweak or change a little bit so that you are walking a right relationship without an eye. As I do every single week, I'm going to leave you with the ironic benediction, which you can find in Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 and 26. Yivarek Akadonai Vayishmareka Yahyodonai Panavaleka Veyuneka Yisadonai Panavaleka Veyosimleka Shalom and now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Bashem Yeshua Sashalom in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace, I pray. Amen. May you have a fantastic week. And I hope you'll tune in again next week. Shavua Tov. Please feel free to message me at MessyMessianicMama.com. Or you can email me at ELMMM3 at protonmail.com. That's E as in Echo, L as in Lemur, M as in Mike, M as in Mike, M as in Mike, the number three at protonmail.com. Also feel free to leave me a one minute voicemail message at anchor.fm forward slash Erica Lacasse. There's a button on my Anchor website that says leave a voicemail. Thank you so much, and remember to leave all messages short and sweet and to the point, and I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you.